This is our league, and this is your league. From the 55-yard line on CFL America Radio and the Sports History Network. Stand by, 15 seconds to air. Stand by, old camera, and videotape. Ready with your opening graphics. Stand by, Howard. Here we come, Frank. Ready, Don. Stand by, audio, your opening music, and roll tape. Take tape. day is waiting in the green room you kind of joke with the guys in the green room like hey who's gonna be the last one in there you know we all thought we're going top 10 well it's not that funny when it's you and they're cleaning up the green room around you and the san francisco 49ers miami dolphins brown chicago select troy williamson antrell roll thomas davis Derek johnson david pollock rasmus james alex Barron, marcus spears weeks ago, Aaron, you were the clear-cut number one. What's changed over that time? To my knowledge, it's the largest amount ever given to an athlete. I'm the number one pick. What the is going on here? San Francisco 49ers select Jerry Rice. There's always somebody looking to knock you off a pedestal. Aaron Rodgers is solid. How far he drops is going to be the storyline of the day. You got to get away from this at some point because it's too out of control. Tell me that again. You got to get away from this at some point. It's too out of control. You know. What feels out of control about this on the camera? I mean, just, yeah, this area. The NFL draft can be dizzy. Still, in 2005, six of the country's best college players came to New York to ride the whirlwind. What do we got, five offensive guys here and one defensive exactly. guy? That's it. Just I don't know if there's a message there. <laughs> Besides Aaron Rodgers, there was fellow QB Alex Smith, wide receiver Braylon Edwards, running backs Ronnie Brown and Cedric Benson, and cornerback Antrell Roll. Hey, come on, Alex, give me a smile. No question where the main focus was. Good luck to be the number one in the draft. It looks like now. We'll see. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. The projection is two quarterbacks, pick them. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith were the two quarterbacks. We felt that they were the two best players in the draft that year. That, that, that's something that we established early in the process. And don't hurt yourself, okay? Because the draft's a more. Everyone knows that quarterbacks are glamorous and camera-friendly. What no one knew was whether Rodgers or Smith would be the top pick. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. 
Rodgers, you know, you talked about a guy a week and a half ago, looked like Aaron was going to be the guy. He said, oh, we'll have him signed maybe by the middle of next week, everybody thought. Then the audibleization back to Alex Smith. Seems to tell you one thing the night before the draft and another thing happens the, the next day. So, you know, now, right now, I, I've kind of said on that nothing's for sure. Even though all the conversation was about it's a choice between the two guys, to me it was never much of a choice. I, I absolutely thought the 49ers would take Aaron Rodgers. San Francisco has the first pick. They need a quarterback. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers is right across the bay. They've seen him play at Berkeley. This is a no-brainer. Like, I'm from Chico, three hours away, went to Berkeley, best quarterback in the draft. I mean, let's make it happen. I know for me personally, the longer I, I went in through the evaluation, the more, the more I liked him. I remember the interview with Mike McCarthy, who was the offensive coordinator at the time. It was about 45 minutes, and I felt better about that than I did with all my interviews at the Combine and my interview with Cleveland and Miami that I'd done already that year. And I said, you know what? They have to be impressed. In regards to his workout, um, I, I thought it was clearly the best or one of the best workouts I've ever seen live by, by a college prospect. I really felt like after my interview with the 49ers that there was no way that they wouldn't pick me. It was, it was going to be a perfect fit, me and, me and San Francisco and my childhood team, and I was going to be wearing the, uh, the red and gold. Welcome to the uh, Jacob Javits Convention Center in New York City and to the 2005 National Football League College Draft. The first selection in the 2005 NFL Draft belongs to the San Francisco 49ers, who are now on the clock. Every player in the Javits Center Green Room harbored dreams of going number one. But one of them had a very specific reason for thinking he'd go first. But I know I asked him straight up what they were going to do, and, and he said, uh, I think we're going to pick you, which I never forgot. Tom Condon, the agent for Alex Smith, felt different. What, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? Are we going number one? So did Ronnie Brown's agent. Uh, he thinks Alex Smith's going to go one. He thinks Craylin's going to go two. You know, I think most people had Alex Smith number one overall, but there were some people that felt like Aaron Rodgers was, was in the same conversation. Uh, we thought that Rodgers uh, was the better prospect. Going into it, everybody said, oh, it could be this, could be that. No, it's not going to be. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Number one pick, 2005 draft. The commissioner has the card. With the uh, first selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Alex Smith, quarterback, Utah. When they made the pick, I, I was floored. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't understand it then, and frankly, I don't understand it now. I thought he was the best quarterback in this draft, slightly over Aaron Rodgers, and that's the direction, knowing the quarterback needed the way it was, that they had to go. Well, and now the pattern continues. Five straight years, as we talked about, with the quarterback number one, Alex, joining Eli Manning last year, Carson Palmer the year before, David Carr the year before that, Michael Vick the year before that, and two years before that, Tim Couch. Alex Smith taken number one overall by San Francisco. So much debate. Is he the guy? Would it be Aaron Rodgers? Why is Alex Smith the right guy to go number one? Well, no question he was the guy. And, and the delta between Alex Smith and the other quarterbacks, delta, to me, that's correct, Solid. was significant. And, and I, I look at him and I see a polished college quarterback that projects well the National Football League. We felt that, uh, that Aaron was probably uh, ready to play sooner than Alex was. 
But in the end, we were kind of saying with our developing team, we felt a little bit that Alex may be the little better in the long run. I dreamt about being the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. So you can imagine my disappointment in 2005 when they decided to, uh, to go a different direction. Forget living his dream. Aaron Rodgers was about to endure a nightmare. Forget franchise quarterbacks. Forget franchise. Aaron Rodgers will be solid. How far he drops is going to be the storyline of the day, but somebody's going to get themselves a fine, solid starting quarterback. I think that everybody um, around the game thought that Aaron was going to go in the next few picks. The question now was simple. How long would Aaron Rodgers have to wait? Coming up. I, I did want to go before him in the draft. We actually had a little side bet who go first. You know, he, he turns out to be an absolute steal in the third round. Unless you're going to get Adrian Peterson, you're not going up high to get a running back. 2005 might be the end of the end of overvaluation of running backs. heard every rumor just like you have so we'll have to see we don't know we'll be on the phone a lot today tomorrow probably right up until first pick that's kind of the process right absolutely I mean you have no who knows what they're gonna do and all these different rumors and get every media person calling wanting to know and people putting out things that aren't true so we're just we're gonna wait and see I was a little nervous about the whole process and obviously me not being the actual starter at Auburn that distinction belonged to a hot rod they called Cadillac. Cadillac Williams, turn out of the open field, to the 35, down to the 30-yard line, Cadillac Williams. I did want to go before him in the draft. We actually had a, a, a dinner, a little side bed, who, who go first, so. You know, after the combine, I felt a little bit more confident, but I still didn't, I still was unsure about how, how high I would go. And here we have Ronnie Brown, many people the number one running back on the board. Well, Ronnie had the fastest 40 time. Ronnie Brown ran a 4-4-0. And remember, his partner, Cadillac Williams from Auburn, he's in that same range, but Ronnie weighs 14 pounds more than him. You know, my, my, my 40 time wasn't bad. Some things I, I did better than him. Uh, I benched more than him. I did 225 more times, so it was a toss-up. Miami with five minutes left on the clock. Now Miami has their trip with a new head coach, with Nick Saban, who has long awaited his time. Such a great college coach. And now we take a look at the green room. Ronnie Brown, is it running back? Is it Braylon Edwards? I didn't think I was going to be drafted that high. And actually, when I was drafted and my phone rang, I was actually looking at Braylon Edwards across the room. You know, when my agent handed me the phone, I was kind of like, uh-huh. And then he's like, no, really? Oh, stop playing. Hello? Yes, sir. With the uh, second selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Ronnie B Brown, running back, Auburn. The bet was over, but the intrigue was just beginning. I still can't remember like it was yesterday. I knew Chicago was was going to take a back, and, you know, I, I was, you know, I, it was between me and Cedric Benson. The Chi-Town Chi Bears would be a nice place, wouldn't it? I said the Chi-Town Bears would be a good place, wouldn't they? It would be. <laughs> it's a great city. Yeah. 
With the uh, fourth selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Cedric Benson, running back, Texas. This was just fine with Cadillac. He'd had a preferred team for months. Man, I, I wanted to go to Tampa. I went down to the Senior Bowl, and uh, I was on uh, Coach Gruden and his staff from day one. We just hit it off. Keep in mind, John Gruden worked with and coached Cadillac Williams all week at the Senior Bowl practices in Mobile. And we have history tells us coaches down there usually take a player or two that they work with that week. Unbeknownst to Cadillac, Gruden was kicking the tires of another player. John Gruden had actually called me on Thursday, two days before the draft, and he was actually the head coach of Tampa at the time. And he said, he said, hey, if you're sitting there at five, I'm going to take you. And I said, man, I'd love to play for you. Williams's phone was ringing, too. You know, the Vikings, they show a lot of interest. No, actually, they flew me down like two days before the draft to, to get the whole physicals and everything. And they actually told me if I, if I last to the seventh pick that they was going to draft me. Mike Tice, Minnesota Vikings. You ready to come in and help us win the Super Bowl? And then that morning, I had uh, Arizona. They called me, like, uh, you know, we, we hope you're on the board. We're we going to draft you. No way would a Cadillac stay on the lot that long. With the fifth selection, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Carnell Williams, running back, Auburn. How about not only three running backs in the first five, which is unheard of, but two running backs, same team, first five. You know, it was a little weird for both of us to be drafted, you know, that high going in the top five picks and, you know, two running backs from the same school. More than weird, it was historic. It's only happened once before, in 1948, when SMU's Doak Walker and Paul Page went number one and four, respectively. If 95 was the beginning of the end, 2005 might be the end of the end of overvaluation of running backs. I think if you look at the draft in the last two years, the second round has kind of become the, the, the first round for running backs. I mean, Cincinnati took uh, Giovanni Bernard and uh, the Hill Kid both in the second round, two years in a row. I did a game where uh, a guy rushed for 199 yards, Jonas Gray of the Patriots, He's been on three practice squads, was undrafted, and he's a good football player. He runs it to the end zone for the fourth time. That's where that position is right now. Unless you're gonna get Adrian Peterson or someone of that ilk, uh, you're not going up high to get a running back. Ronnie Brown's career hasn't been too shabby, though he's gone to more teams, four, than Pro Bowls, one. Cedric Benson, he went to a Super Bowl but never got as far as a top three pick should. Cadillac Williams may have been the pick of the lot. Holy smokes, wow. You know they're gonna run and he still goes right through you. He ran away with rookie of the year honors, but two incapacitating knee injuries cut his career horribly short. Ironically, the 2005 draft's most successful running back was taken 60 picks later. In the third round, San Francisco, we told you, they want football players. This is one that is intriguing. You know, he, he turns out to be an absolute steal in the third round. You gotta see it to believe it, Frank Gore! He's lasted longer than any of those other guys. 
I love that guy. I, I got goosebumps just watching him. Their 20th player with 11,000 yards. Plays kind of an old school brand of football. I mean, he's just a, a pound the rock, physical, knock people over, break tackles kind of player. Uh, he still shows you that that kind of football wins in the NFL today. A good reminder that the pick of the litter might come late. Up next. And he called and said, hey, you want to flip positions? And, you know, we kind of just chuckled and laughed. Let's focus on Detroit's organization here. The buffoon just picked another wide receiver. I still believe the guy would have been one heck of a talent. Cleveland Browns had the third pick of the draft, and rumors swirled as thick as the gulls on Lake Erie that they wanted to do some trading. But a source with knowledge of the 49ers' intentions told me a little while ago that they would entertain trade offers from the Cleveland Browns if the Browns wanted to trade for Alex Smith. <laughs> I've never heard that one before until we sat here today 10 years later. I don't, I don't remember anything like that ever being discussed because, you know, if, if, if at that time you didn't really want to move up, you wanted to, to sail back because I don't know that anybody saw the value in that top 10. Nick Saban, incidentally, was in his first year as the head coach at Miami. They're at number two. And he called and said, hey, you want to flip positions? And I'm like, what are we going to, who are we going to take? And, you know, we kind of just chuckled and laughed because neither one of us were in a position we wanted to be in. When you look at what the Cleveland Browns need, Boom, they need obviously a wide receiver. Sure enough, the Browns took Braylon Edwards, for better or worse. Of course, in 2007, uh, Braylon caught, I want to say, 14 touchdowns or 16. I don't remember the number and got us all extensions. Then the next year, I think he dropped 12 or 14 passes and we all got fired. Deep down the middle for Edwards through his hands. So you live with the good, you, you die with the bad. The 05 Lions knew all about bad. They hadn't been winners in years. But team president Matt Millen now faced a classic dilemma draft for what his team needed, or take the best players still on the board. You have a decision to make when you rate players, because you say, okay, who's the guy that's going to be number one on your board? And I looked at it and I said, okay, I really like Mike Williams. I think this is a kid who's going to be uncoverable, and I think he's going to be a heck of a player, and he's going to be a steal. The Mike Williams drafts, um, <laughs> I got really mad at him. I went on record as saying, I, I don't think we should draft Mike Williams. A, we have so many needs on this football team. So many needs. We had talked all up to that point about DeMarcus Ware is a stud. He's going to be a great pass rusher. He would fit our scheme, and he'd be the guy that I'd take. He gets to pick 10, and there's DeMarcus Ware. So I'm thinking, all right, we got our guy. And then all of a sudden, there's chatter from some other people in the room that, you know what, if we got this wide receiver and paired him with Roy Williams, we'd be a really potent offense. And I can see his mind starting to change. I didn't think we were going to draft him after after I said my piece, and, and, and we did draft him. The Detroit Lions select Mike Williams, wide receiver, USC. Are you kidding me? And I'm like, great. The buffoon just picked another wide receiver. That's what everyone's gonna think. If I had to go back and say, what would you change? 
I would probably go back and follow John Madden's and Bill Parcell's advice to me, and that was make your own mistakes. Don't make somebody else's. Let's focus on Detroit's organization here. First time ever we've had a team take a wide receiver three straight years in the first round. They have needs defensively, 22nd. Why are they going down this road? Steve, three straight years, a wide receiver. How come? <laughs> Hi, Susie. How are you? Hi, Steve. We, uh, <clears throat> you're right. We had Charles Rogers a couple years ago in the second pick, Roy Williams last year in the seventh, and now Mike Williams from USC in the 10th pick and and when we got there we had we had a decision to make it wasn't my decision it wasn't my choice um, but when somebody makes that decision you say all right we've got to this is what we did we got to make it work we got to make it work didn't work a deep-seated work ethic wasn't the first thing that sprung to mind when scouts mentioned Matt Jones not exactly a type a personality not exactly a wide receiver either at least not at Arkansas, where he played quarterback. None of which seemed to bother the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, coach, we get down here to Jacksonville, start catching touchdown passes. Hey, yes, sir. With the 21st selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, Jacksonville Jaguars select right. Matt Jones. You know, some people probably say say a lot of things about um, you know Jacksonville taking a quarterback that's changing to receiver. Uh, probably get a little bit of negative stuff, but that's awesome that, that he didn't care about that, and, and uh, he said he was taking the best player available. And Floyd Reese, the general manager of the Tennessee Titans, told me he thinks he's the best athlete to come into this draft in six or seven years. Well, Mort, you know Matt Jones very well, and I wanted to, you to answer this question because everybody says a little lackadaisical, you know, will he put the word? How important is football to Matt Jones? Well, I shouldn't say all, but I think like some athletes that are super talented like he was, I think sometimes he, he would take for granted the need to grind in practice. And that was definitely something coming out. Oh, catch it. Right here. Find it. You got one more in you? But uh, ultimately, if he'd kept his head on straight and, and uh, been able to attack things the right way, I, I still believe the guy would have been one heck of a talent. We'll never know. In October of 2008, the NFL suspended Jones for violating the league's substance abuse policy. He never played another down. Not only was he a position conversion, but you've got a kid with off-the-field issues, okay? Potential drugs, potential conduct, potential work ethic. All these red flags were swirling around this kid. I know a ton of teams that had him completely off the board. So why did the Jags draft such a dodgy character? Blinding speed. Jones ran a blistering 4-3-7 at the combine. Drafting has become so, so oriented towards measurables. The first being how fast a 40 someone can run. And what gets left out is the heart, the work ethic, the desire. There were six wide receivers taken in that first round, and it was ugly. You know, the best wide receiver by far ended up being the last one taken, Roddy White at 27. But if you look at Troy Williamson at seven, Mike Williams at 10, um, Matt Jones at 21, I think Clayton went 22 or 23. It was a pretty ugly wide receiver draft. Up next, 
You ready to rock? Let's rock, coach. Anytime you have guys that uh, you like a lot, you're worried someone's going to take one of them. I never can forget where I came from because I don't want to go back down that dark alley. Of the six prospects that made the trip to New York for the 2005 draft, four were selected with the first four picks. The final two left waiting in the green room were Miami cornerback Antrell Roll and Cal quarterback Aaron Rodgers. We're AR right here. AR, AR. That's a, that's a double duo. AR, baby. Tennessee is next on the clock, and uh, Aaron Rodgers still a quarterback waiting to happen uh, he's taking a walk out of the green room a little bit I don't I don't blame him does Tennessee start to think well how many years left does Steve McNair have no we were we were fairly secure at the quarterback position at that point and we had other needs on the team one of Tennessee's needs was a cornerback and with the six overall pick the Titans had a choice between West Virginia's Adam Pac-Man Jones Auburn's Carlos Rogers and Antrell Roll. And probably, like we saw three of the first five picks are back, maybe three of the next five picks are these corners. Okay, they made the pick. Here we go. Okay. It's Batman. The Tennessee Titans select Adam Jones, cornerback, West Virginia. Hang in there. We just felt like, you know, his athletic ability was different than everybody else's in that draft at the position. Felt like he had a chance to play a long time. Pac-Man may have been able to outrun nearly everyone on the field. Pac-Man Jones takes her to the house! But his troubles off the field caught up with him. His difficulties came after he got to the National Football League. You know, it was just, it was just a series of bad choices. It's another legal mess for Pac-Man Jones. Commissioner Roger Goodell suspending Jones for the entire 2007 season. You know, we got to the point where he needed a change of scenery. Too many things were adding up, and then it was time to move on. Jones was traded to Dallas, where he spent just one season. But his life and career had a rebirth in Cincinnati. We talked about life away from football and how he had kind of painted himself in the corner. And he accepted all responsibility. He just wanted a fresh start and opportunity to move forward, and he has made the very, very best of it. I also have gotten older and wiser. Like I tell people every day, I'm still fighting a reputation that I had 10, 8 years ago. But for me, it's good because I never can forget where I came from because I don't want to go back down that dark alley. I'm really proud of him, you know. It's rewarding for me to see that, that somebody that could go through difficulties can turn their life around and, you know, be productive. Jones came a long way since he was the first defensive player chosen in the 2005 draft. Soon after Pac-Man was picked, the other top cornerback prospects got the call. Antrell Roll, cornerback, University of Miami. <laughs> Antrell Roll went number eight to the Cardinals, 
and Carlos Rogers, number nine, to the Redskins. That left just one undrafted player in the green room. Done. But Aaron Rodgers would continue to wait as the focus turned to defense in the middle of the first round, where the Dallas Cowboys had two picks. We had Coach Parcells there, and, you know, he was wanting ultimately for us to get to the 3-4, the 34 in our defensive front. And so uh, uh, we were starting to look hard in the draft to see how we would get there. Bill Parcells wants to get bigger on defense. He wants to get a pass rusher. The question now becomes Marcus Spears, the big defensive end from LSU, Sean Merriman, outside linebacker at Maryland, and they also see DeMarcus Ware from Troy, one of the leading pass rushers in the country. I think the Cowboys are going to pick one of these players, and then they're going to come back from 20 and try and pick up one of the others. Marcus Spears watched from his home in Louisiana as the Cowboys made their first pick. With the 11th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select DeMarcus Ware, defensive end, Troy State. I'm going to be in the next three. With the uh, 12th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the San Diego Chargers select Sean Merriman, linebacker, Maryland. Though the wait was longer than he expected, Spears eventually heard from Dallas. They got DeMarcus Ware, uh, the outside pass rusher, and with this pick, they're going to take Marcus Spears. You ready to rock? Let's rock, coach. <laughs> okay, here's what I want you to do. Yes, I want you to get on a diet, because we're going on to 295, just like Saban used to do. Okay? Coach, I'm here. My family going crazy. That's okay. We want them to go crazy. This is your day, man. Yes, sir. That's what you want to do. You enjoy it, and... Uh, We'll see you next weekend. All right, Coach. Congratulations, sir. Nice, Dallas Cowboys select Marcus Spears, defensive end from LSU. We thought Marcus Spears would be a great defensive lineman. Anytime you have guys that uh, you like a lot, you're worried someone's going to take one of them. But uh, when Spears showed up there, it sure uh, lightened up the room a little bit. Spears was one of five future defensive starters drafted by the Cowboys in 2005. Linebacker Kevin Burnett was a second-round pick from Tennessee. Defensive end Chris Canty, a fourth-round pick from Virginia. And defensive tackle Jay Ratliff, a seventh-rounder from Auburn. But the gem of that Cowboys draft was their top pick, DeMarcus Ware the first player from Troy University ever selected in the first round. In his nine seasons in Dallas, Ware's 117 sacks were a franchise record, and the most in the NFL during that span. It was amazing, uh, both to Jerry and Bill and myself, that we were able to uh, almost put the full pieces together in the front in one draft. And so we were able to make that transition to the 3-4 in one fell swoop. It's sure one of the best drafts that we've had since we've been with the Cowboys. Coming up. Aaron Rodgers continues to wait. He keeps getting passed on and passed on. He has flaws. He has blemishes. There was a lot of disappointment, embarrassment. Where does Aaron Rodgers get picked?
right, so here we are in front of the uh, elephants. And the cool thing about these guys is that, is that they have really, really, really long um, fronts, and that's, that's cool. And that's pretty much all there is to say. The first ever YouTube video was posted on the exact same day as the 2005 NFL Draft. While YouTube provided a new window into people's everyday lives on the Internet, the draft offered its own human drama on television. I'm going to ask each one of you guys, where does Aaron Rodgers get picked? You know, we, we have this genre of reality TV. I mean, the draft was really one of the first instances of reality television, and, and that's as real as it gets, to see a guy have his dreams being squashed in front of you, in front of the entire country. The Rodgers green room moment is the most famous. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, Cal, continues to wait. You have to feel for that human being. But it's like a car crash in NASCAR. We are, our, our eyes are also drawn to it, which is why the camera pans in. This is television now. That's drama. Reality, first-round quarterback. The drama, he keeps getting passed on and passed on. Oh, the lonely odyssey of that player. A couple of weeks ago, Aaron, you were the clear-cut number one. What's changed over that time? Yeah, I wish I could tell you. Uh, I haven't changed anything. I think it's just perception of me or or maybe needs of the teams at the spots. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm not too worried. I, I'm excited about going to a team that wants me and, and uh, making an impact right away. On the inside, there was a lot of disappointment, uh, embarrassment, just thinking about, uh, you know, the hard work I put in and uh, the disappointment of it not paying off in my mind at the time. As I saw, you know, teams passing on me that I know I'd talked to and thought were interested and had players drafted who I felt like I was better than. Troy Williamson, Mike Williams, Jamal Brown, Thomas Davis, Travis Johnson, David Pollock, Erasmus James, Alex Barron. You start questioning everything from where you worked out to how hard you worked to the people you surround yourself with to leaving college. Very humbling. On the left is Darla Rogers, Aaron's mom, and she's being consoled by none other than Wilma McNabb. A little sympathy, a little consoling. Once San Francisco passed on Aaron Rodgers, there really isn't another team in that top 15 that is enamored with Aaron, and that's why he's still sitting there. And a lot of people did not have Aaron Rodgers as a top 10 quarterback. He has flaws. He has blemishes. The sampling of his throws deep down the field just were not there. That doesn't project well to the National Football League. I really don't like this ball position because I don't think it gives you enough whip to throw the ball deep, deep down the field on a consistent basis. Here's one of the reasons why Rodgers slid. First-round contracts at that time were not what they are today. They were onerous. And first-round quarterback contracts were even more onerous. So if you had a highly paid quarterback, i.e. Peyton Manning, you could not afford a number one quarterback. And that was true of a lot of teams, as we saw Rodgers slipping. There's teams here that have a quarterback, they've already paid a quarterback, they can't afford to pay a number one to be a backup. That was a function of the salary cap that doesn't exist today because we've rectified the problem with the rookie contracts. We said if, if it gets past 16, the first spot you could go to is 24, which is Green Bay. I said, man, 24? Well, I took a lot of heat, especially from my buddy Rich Eisen, 
prior to that draft because I had Aaron Rodgers going 24 to Green Bay in my mock draft. The Green Bay Packers select, and I hold my breath when I hear you say this, but go ahead and say it. The Packers select who? At number 24, the Packers proudly step to the podium and take the successor to Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. How, how in the world does Aaron Rodgers uh, and, uh, drop that far? Teams either didn't need a quarterback, didn't have cap space for a quarterback, or had head coaches whose jobs were on the line and probably didn't want a rookie quarterback. The 49ers had chosen Alex Smith number one. Hours later, they would have the 33rd overall pick at the top of the second round. When Aaron began to drop and drop as he did, we actually at one point started to talk, look guys, if he gets to the end of it, do we take them both? And we actually had the conversation, hey, if Aaron's sitting there as well, do we want to pull the trigger on both of them? Things could get interesting now for Aaron Rodgers, possibly Green Bay looking for a quarterback. No one's really sure how much longer Brett Favre will play. About three or four days before the draft, I was convinced that the best thing to do if he got to us was pick Aaron Rodgers. We draft based on what we consider to be the best player available, or we try to. We weren't going to do anything crazy, you know, moving up and things like that, but we were just going to let the draft play itself out and hope against hope that it would work out. I told him at the time when I made the call and I told him we were going to pick him that uh, I thought maybe some divine intervention had played a part. With the 24th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Aaron Rodgers, quarterback in California. There you go. Oh, he won a lot of people in this crowd. They've been rooting for him all day. I was picked, I think the reality of, of living out a childhood dream and you know what, I'm in the NFL now, let's focus on the positives, started to kick in. Some things are definitely worth waiting for and Aaron Rodgers, quarterback out of Cal, had to wait almost five hours. What was this day like for you? Well, it wasn't the easiest day, but uh, yeah, it was a long day. Uh, not a lot of things went the way we thought they'd go, but uh, I'm just so excited about being able to go to a team that wants me and a team that I can learn from the greatest quarterback of our day right now, and I'm just excited to get out of that green room, and I couldn't be happy with the team that picked me and what next year and the years that come is going to look like being a Packer. You know, it's, it's kind of ironic, the guy that probably faced the most, if you want to call it, embarrassment during the draft, the camera's on you and everything, and you're falling, is, you know, he turns out to be the best one in the entire draft. As it shows today, he made a lot of guys' careers just by that one pick. Coming up, I took a tremendous amount of criticism over that. They were ripping me. Well, it, it is what it is, but, you know, I don't have any regrets about it. So if there are winners on draft day, there also must be losers or disappointments right now. Which team's disappointing you the most? Well, right now, I think it's the Green Bay Packers. When you look at their first pick and they take Aaron Rodgers, a guy that's not going to help their football team at all, at least for a few years. It did take a few years, but Aaron Rodgers ended up paying off for the Packers. 
A year before Green Bay landed a championship quarterback, the Giants found one of their own. But New York gave up a lot in the draft day trade for Eli Manning. The Giants are assigning to the Chargers their third round pick in this draft and their first and fifth round picks in next year's draft. Wow, the Giants gave up a whole bunch for that, didn't they? For what? I took a tremendous amount of criticism over that. I remember late in the 04 season, and we were getting hammered in a game. Eli hadn't won a game yet when he had taken over. I was riding the press box elevator, and these people didn't see me because I was in the back, and they were ripping me without knowing I was in there. We don't have any picks next year. The trade for Manning in 2004 left Ernie Accorsi and the Giants with just four picks in 2005, none in the first round. In the second and third rounds, New York took a chance on two players who had been downgraded after knee injuries. LSU cornerback Corey Webster and Notre Dame defensive end Justin Tuck. Webster and Tuck were first round players. They had ACLs their junior year. And usually you don't even play the next year. And if you do, you play at the end of the year. They both came back and neither of them played up to the level that they had projected to play before the ACLs. And people graded them down because they thought, you know, they're not that good. They had bad senior years. In order for teams to take that big of a risk on a guy, they want you to kind of check out. And, and my knee didn't check out, so I understand why I slid down. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, I don't, I don't have any regrets about it. In the fourth round, the Giants chose 260-pound running back Brandon Jacobs out of Southern Illinois. They rounded out their small draft class with Florida State defensive end Eric Moore. You're rookies and four drafted guys, and you know you take the picture, <laughs> and, and the picture's so small because only four of you. Considering that we didn't have as many picks, I think the Giants utilized each pick to the max, you know, considering, you know, we got a second-round pick out of Corey Webster. I'm a third-round pick. Brandon Jacob was a fourth-round pick. We all played nine years, won two Super Bowls, multiple Pro Bowls. We had four picks. We got three great players. You know, if they weren't home runs, they were triples in that draft. No question. All three of those players made substantial impacts on our drive through the two Super Bowl championships that we won. Corey Webster got the pick. It may have been my favorite draft, and it's because of, you know, the avalanche of criticism we received for only allowing ourselves four picks. That's probably my favorite draft of all the eight million I've been involved in. The Giants weren't the only team to find value in the 2005 draft. The Chargers picked Kansas State's Darren Sproles in the fourth round. And the Eagles got Cincinnati's Trent Cole in the fifth. In 10 seasons in Philadelphia, Cole was second on the team's all-time sack list, behind only Reggie White. Kent State's Josh Cribbs wasn't drafted at all, a free agent find by the Browns. But for every unlikely success story, there are cautionary tales, like that of troubled Ohio State running back Maurice Claret. 
Maurice Claret hasn't played football in two years. He was suspended for the team for a number of transgressions. He sued the NFL to get in early. He was denied, so he hasn't played ball in two years. Before the 2005 draft, Claret had a disappointing showing at the NFL Combine. The 40-yard uh, dash, a 4.83 was one of the times that Maurice Claret clocked here. I noticed after the 40 you put on your sweatshirt, are you, are you feeling okay? or? I just frustrated. I've been working for this thing for a long time. And to get here and just totally bust is kind of like, it's, real, it's, it's extremely frustrating. What round does Maurice Claret go if he goes at all? Well, let me say this. On about a third of the draft boards, his name is not even up there. I've talked to many teams that just left him off. The consensus seems to be probably the sixth round. We have one pick left. Denver is a compensatory pick. And just because... final Listen. selection in the third round. <laughs> You're going to like it. Compensatory pick, Maurice Claret, running back. Ohio State. <laughs> How about that, man? Wow. The surprise third-round pick was cut after a disappointing training camp and never played a down in the NFL. Just another player who was over or undervalued in the 2005 draft. When I look back on players that have made it, versus players that haven't, and where they've been drafted in the draft, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. You know, it, 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 the best of us, the best of us, bat over time about 575. But that varies from year to year. There are drafts that are great, and drafts that are not so great. The 2005 draft may be best remembered for two quarterbacks one who waited nearly five hours to be selected, and one chosen first overall. And never, ever doubt Alex Smith again. Listen, Alex Smith is going on, he's had a fine career. He really has, and he's a good player, but I mean, it's not even close between the two guys. It still baffles me to this day why the choice went down the way it did. It was difficult, but it was honestly the best thing to happen to me. I was 21 years old. I thought I was the best thing since sliced bread, and I needed a little bit of humble pie. I'm not complaining right now. Where I'm sitting, my career looks pretty good.